Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Aloha. Welcome. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show with award-winning host Dr. Pat Basili. I'm Julie Dittmar, guest host for today's show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Dr. Pat is thriving in Hawaii, and we are having a great time here. And when I think of Dr. Pat and what she brings to her radio shows, I definitely think passion. She works with so much passion and dedication to bring inspirational people and messages to this show to help us all live and love more fully and freely and happily with a sense of, of fearlessness and to really feel a life that is fulfilled, to live a creative, joyful, fully expressed life, lives that are more, lives that are more open and surrendered. So it is a really good thing that today we are talking with our guest, Jerry Wenstrom. Because he knows all about that. He has lived that full on. Let me tell you, let me tell you all about that. Tell you a little bit about Jerry. He is an amazing person with an amazing story. His journey is really a daring exploration into the source of his own creativity. In the late 1970s, Jerry Winstrom was a rising star in the New York art scene and one day he just kind of woke up and realized that he was way too attached to his identity as an artist. And he essentially shook the snow globe of his life, turned everything upside down as he set out to, to discover his deepest, deepest truth of his life. And get this, he intentionally destroyed, and as an artist, I'm an artist as well, uh, this just kind of shook me to my core when I, I heard this about Jerry, he intentionally destroyed his paintings gave away his possessions and, and all of his money, and he spent his, the next decade of his life and then some wandering, seeking, listening, relying only on his own intuition and unconditional trust of the universe to provide for him. He surrendered completely to creative, the creative inspiration of his own heart and in consciously emptying himself of his identity and, his, and doing this, he was led on this, an extraordinary spiritual journey and ultimately, he has returned to creating his art, and we want to talk to him all about that. And that is just mm, beautiful. Jerry Winstrom, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Julie, and thanks to Dr. Pat. Yes. So I, the first question that, that begs from this story is you set out to discover the deepest truths of your life. What did you find? Well, what I found is that there's no such thing as nothing. I mean, entering the void, I thought 
you know, I, I sensed that it, everything was contained within that. You know, having let go of an identity, I needed to know who I was separate from that self-created identity and the identity that the world kind of, in a sense, um, held me in and as. So I needed to find out who I was in, you know, separate from that and in the larger context. So I think, you know, what I discovered in that is that there's a, there's the, our full potential is in trusting that mystery and what, what emerges is a completely unique expression. And in many ways, I think it's our, our true destiny and our true inner mythology is allowed to emerge when we can let all of that just come through unhindered by our ideas of ourselves. Beautiful. So it's very much, it sounded like a very much an unfolding process for you during this journey. Really coming into that deeper mystery of who you are and in, in, in your place in the universe. Wouldn't you say? Yes, I would. <laughs> well, when I heard your story, it really reminded me a little bit of the Peace Pilgrim story. I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with that. The woman yes, who, the woman who walked around. Yeah, and I thought, oh, he's like the Peace Pilgrim. He just, just let it all go. Just let it all go and wandered. Yes, and I think, you know, none of us do that if we don't sense something larger will carry our lives, you know, when we can intuit that. So there was there was a big pull for you somewhere along the way. There was some divine inspiration. I mean, some people would look at this and go, you'd have to be crazy to do that or divinely inspired. <laughs> well, and you never know what you are until <laughs> you see the results. Beautiful, beautiful. And I would love to know, and I'm sure our listeners would love to know too, it's like how were you taken care of out there? Once you put yourself out there, how were you cradled in the arms of the universe and how were you taken care of? Well, that's a big question. I think we have to, aren't we up for a break right now? I would jump into that. But there we are. <laughs> We're at our break. So we'll get into that as soon as we get back. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll hear more from artist and author Jerry Winstrom. I'm Julie Dittmar, and you're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. Sometimes your favorite shows on HealthyLife.net are on when you're busy. Maybe you're working, sleeping, exercising, eating, or meditating, and forget to listen to your favorite Healthy Life host. Now there's a solution. You can record or schedule a recording time of any of our radio shows direct to your PC. Then listen on your PC to the show anytime or convert the file to an MP3 and download it to your iPod or MP3 player. The iSound WMA MP3 Recorder 6.57 software offered by Abyss Media is easy to use and affordable for only $29.95. Plus, if you have any problems, you can receive free email technical support. In years, I couldn't have faked it for that long. I feel if <laughs> I didn't have the strength to do it if I didn't feel unseen hands helping me along the way. Absolutely. Well, that's one of the things I really respected and admired and was just, it was such an inspiration as I, as I read your story was that just being in the unknown and, and in an artist's life, moving from that chaos into creation as part of the, the process of life. I just, I was very, very inspired by that because my partner and I, like you and your partner, Marilyn Strong, um, we work together and we, we often share with our audiences on this spiritual path that it's really quite helpful 
I want to say important, but quite helpful to get comfortable in the unknown. Yes, it is for all of us. But I think, like you say, there's something about the kind of um, the cyclical nature and the rhythm of creation itself that I think offers a template for for how to hold reality in that unknowing. You know, it's like if you think about, in a mo- and, and this goes for any form of creation, whether we're raising children, a creative moment doing that, or whether we're, you know, artists or whatever we do, there's a creative, there's a kind of the best of whatever we do is a very creative moment. But what I think what we find is that often we take a kind of risk. I mean, we have our ideas of ourselves or what we think we're doing in, in, we, in our craft, and we've brought it to a certain level. And there's something about taking a risk at that point and maybe leaving behind everything that we thought was good enough. And in taking that risk, you know, we might destroy actually what we've done, but in doing it, that's the place inspiration comes in. And I think that's the template that can be ultimately lived by in the end. And, you know, and that's the, on the strength of that understanding, that's what I gave myself to, to do it with my entire life. You did. You did. So would you say that now in your life and with the art that you are creating now, are you feeling more inspired as a result of this? Are you feeling more fully alive, connected? I'm feeling more complete, more more whole whole about the way I go about it. You know, before, art was a kind of false god. It was the one thing I knew how to do really well. It was the one thing the world, you know, said, what a good boy are you. You could do this. I mean, I grew up in a poor, mostly black neighborhood, and, I, you know, my parents didn't much care about school. And so I had nothing else, and that was the one thing, I, the one place I kind of shined a little bit. So, you know, to ultimately to, to give that up, you know, that there was a level of sheer terror in that, because who would I be if I didn't have that? Absolutely. So you were probably settling into that place and that's, and going, hey, this is where I could hang out for a very long time and be very good and very comfortable. But some spark of you just really wanted to push yourself and really grow and, and kind of bust beyond that? Yes, and I think now the difference is I feel like art now... Is, it's like juggling pins. <laughs> it's like art now is one pin, but I tend all aspects of life with equal attention, equal creativity. Because if we can only jungle, juggle our one pin, you know, ultimately the rest come down and hit us on the head. So it's like all aspects of life need that kind of creative attention and, and kind of reverent attention where we realize it's all sacred ground. And I think what emerges now is the art when it finally comes, and it you know, and it often comes in a in a real focused um, activity where I know it's time to do a thing and it's working and everything falls into place. Yes. But what comes now is that that art piece becomes an expression of the totality, where everything I've been tending all comes in a, as a complete expression, and I think that completion is what was missing when, in a sense, I was running the show as a creative person. I think it was very limited, and it was important and useful to my process, but I think it doesn't didn't have the completion that it has now. Beautiful. Beautiful. I know that I have seen your artwork, and it has such life and 
such power and so moves me. It's it's very evocative, and I would say that it really dives into the duality in life. I mean, there's very much the sacred, the joy, and, and I love the whimsy in it, but it's right up next to the deep, dark shadow self. I mean, it's it's right there in your face. So would you say that your work embraces our shadows? Well, what I see in retrospect, and I didn't plan this, you know, the work I'm doing now, and also for anyone, I know people often like to see what I'm talking about when we're doing interview, but uh, you can go to my website and actually see this work at Hands of Alchemy. I was going to direct them there again and say, yes, if they want to go to their, your website, it's handsofalchemy.com, handsofalchemy.com, and there's an art section where you can click on the painting. Yeah, the sculpture of what, are, what I'm doing now and what I'm talking about. Sculptures, yes. But what I see in retrospect is that, you know, these they're very the artwork I'm doing now is very box-like and very coffin-like. They're the same sort of dimensions. There are carved beings inside. There's often a carved outer surface, or, or, or a lot of them are painted. And they look everything like death. You know, I had a person visiting from St. Louis recently, and he walked in my studio where I have, you know, about 15 of these large sculptures, and he said, you know, if someone wasn't in a very good space, they would actually be a little frightened of this stuff. But, and I think that, you know, it's almost like what I see is that that's been the nature of my journey, is that when something has frightened me about my life, I would turn into it and face it. And what I found is there was a gift there. And similarly, the work I'm doing now, it's kind of spooky on the surface, but if you go beyond and you actually interact with them, they dispense gifts. They do whimsical things. I mean, you walk away laughing rather than crying. And, I, and again, I didn't plan that, but I see that it's kind of came, it emerged out of the totality of my journey. And I know that you do, you do dream work in your workshops, and, and it's kind of like when you have a dream and there's a monster chasing you, and it's a repetitive dream over and over again, and it's chasing you, chasing you, chasing you, and finally one day you decide to stop and be curious and explore. And then you find out it's not such a scary monster after all. It's maybe just a dog chasing you going, I want to be patted on the head. <laughs> and I think some of your sculptures are like that, where you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then once you get curious about it, and like you said, get closer, open up little pieces, and there's these little moving parts and things that are just, uh, that inspire laughter. Yeah. And... And ultimately, what chases us is death. I mean, if you think of the big boogeyman, it's it's sort of fear of our demise. You know, even if it's just metaphoric in a sense, the, the demise of our identity or our, our idea of ourselves. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing that chases us. So, I mean, ultimately, it's about facing that. And it all, it all feels like that. I mean, to, to have an ego death, I mean, I think obviously because some people literally commit suicide, you know, it's like it's actually easier to, for some to die physically than to, than to just go through the metaphoric death, which gives more life. You know, that's certainly not the answer. The answer is to let go of the identity, the thing that, you know, we're so afraid to let go of. But in that comes the true, our truer self, a larger self, and, and it comes our unique expression in the world, comes out of that, because there is no reference point there. Absolutely. I believe that wholeheartedly, and 
And I think the way to greater wholeness in ourselves is really to face and embrace all parts of self, not to push parts away, which I think creates the inner battles and the, and the conflict and the turmoil inside of us, but to really be okay with all parts of ourselves, which kind of, you know, sets the tone and creates the, the inner landscape for more peace and more self-love. And I think that your, your art, artwork really pushes us because it's, it's not this or it's not that. It can't necessarily be, you know, defined in some of those ways. There are little surprises and it's just, it's very much like life. It reminds us in every moment there's a chance to greet whatever that is in front of us with more love, more compassion and acceptance. And even if there's something that in your work that we don't understand, we can still accept it and accept those parts of ourselves that we're still learning to love and understand. Yes, I mean, every, everything longs to be celebrated and identified and, and, and acknowledged in many ways. And it does indeed haunt us until we can walk into it. I mean, I remember when I was a young man, once I was walking in, in New York City in a kind of, you know, hard neighborhood, and this person came up to me and, and asked something. And I was young and I was, you know, I didn't, I was sort of in New York and, I, you know, I wasn't used to being in the city. And he, and he just came up to me and asked something. And I was told that, you know, just ignore and keep going. And I did that. And this person just kept following me and he said, hey, hey. Finally, I turned around and he said, I just wanted, I just, and I, you know, and I was kind of nervous and scared. Mm-hmm. And so the, the guy, I finally turned around because there was nothing else I could do. He said, you could have said no. You know, he asked for money or something. He said, and you know, and I realized, you know, here it is. Right. <laughs> you know, if you just don't turn around and face the thing. It was a very good lesson in, in exactly what we're talking about. In that, you know, you, you can you can say no to what's in front of you or you can say yes, but I think it's important to look at it and to be present with it. I I think so. And how many teachers out there on the streets for us? I mean that what that was that's a great reminder. Yeah. That is a great reminder. And we have so much more to talk to Jerry Winstrom about, artist and author Jerry Winstrom. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll spend some more time with him. I'm Julie Dittmar, and you're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. Essentia Water is one of the leading enhanced waters marketed throughout the country. Essentia Water provides many benefits with its high 9.5 pH alkalinity, its super hydrating properties, and its concentration of pure essential electrolytes, all coming together to produce a taste that's sweeter, silkier, and smoother than ordinary water. Find Essentia Water in health food stores and natural food sections of grocery stores. Essentia Water. Ask for it. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. We're all students and teachers of life. At the College of Metaphysical Studies in Clearwater, Florida, we offer the largest curriculum in metaphysical and spiritual studies. Allow us to guide you on your path of self-discovery. Learn from the comfort of your home with our distance learning program or visit our Florida campus. To learn more, visit cms.edu or call 800-780-META. Do you dream of helping to create a more vibrant, healthy world? Study a healthcare method that is gentle, safe, and effective. 
Homeopathy has been the choice of progressive doctors and other holistic healers and their patients for over 200 years. Its success in major epidemics worldwide is well documented. Contact the Homeopathic Community School of Seattle at homeocommunityschool.com or call Lucy at 425-672-4485. Find out how you can use the power of words in clothing to change your world. Tune into the Dr. Pat Show to learn all about Creo Mundi, a unique brand that's going to rock this planet. Utilizing the frequencies and positive words on the inside of clothing, Creo Mundi can really help you create your own universe and tap into the law of attraction. Like attracts like at creomundi.com. C-R-E-O-M-U-N-D-I. That's creomundi.com. It's summer and you want to get away, but gas is so expensive. Well, how about a spontaneous escape or last-minute getaway? Try AirfarePlanet.com. You can get discounts on all your travel needs. 500 destinations, 32 airlines, 6 continents. AirfarePlanet.com. And last-minute getaways starting at $199. Visit AirfarePlanet.com and enjoy your summer. What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go to Amazon.com. You're listening to CHSR Real Radio on the web. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Julie Dittmar sitting in today for Dr. Pat. I don't know if you've ever heard of this or not, but when Pablo Picasso was 85, he was asked why his later paintings were more innovative than his earlier ones. He was asked, how could his later paintings have more of the boldness and fire of a young artist's work? Picasso's answer to this question was, it takes a long time to become young. It takes a long time to become young. We are here today on the Dr. Pat Show with artist and author Jerry Winstrom. Jerry, what do you think about that? It takes a long time to become young. It's been said that your work has an, an innocence to it. I know David White, poet David White, said that your work celebrates innocence. So what does that mean about the innocence and the... Well, I think, to be you know, we come, we come through with our innocence and, and it's lost along the way in the process of, you know, what we think is sophistication. And at some levels it's important that we let it go to cultivate our adulthood. But I think, you know, to finally return to our innocence in a more conscious way takes a real kind of discipline and, and, and it takes something that, um, it feels to many of us, and I think probably more to men than women, I think women are generally speaking, or the feminine in men or women, is more comfortable with the vastness of, of innocence and trust. And But to, to give ourselves to that, it, it feels very much like going backwards sometimes. You know, we, just when we think we've got it down who we are is the moment that innocence calls. And I think it's a real transition in life to be able to consciously return. And then with holding innocence and consciousness is very different from having the vulnerability of a child's innocence that can easily be hurt or lost or Mm. 
just taken away in our in our conscious adult innocence it really becomes like we our 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 parent our all-knowing parent becomes the universe itself and we learn to trust it with with the same kind of innocence we've trusted our parents and i think that's the ultimate gift of cultivating innocence well said. That's a very, very good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Very, very, very nice. So, yeah, I, I thought that was so interesting when, when David White says your work celebrates innocence. And as you go deeper on your website into the paintings and the sculptures, and um, it's it's just so so interesting and so much about our lives and your life in there. And I want to give the people, um, give our listeners with a website again. It's handsofalchemy.com, handsofalchemy.com. And, of course, you have your book, The Inspired Heart, An Artist's Journey of Transformation, all of your work very much about transformation, and, and the documentary, a film about your life, In the Hands of Alchemy, The Art and Life of Jerry Winstrom. And I don't know how the DVD came about with, Three movies, three films covers a twenty-seven yes, period it has of your been life. Three. Um, the first film was done in 1979 by Mark Sedan and Deborah Kauf Chapin, and that was just before destroying my work. And so they, having been moved by my reason for, or do you want to call it a reason, or mm-hmm. that kind of powerful moment where I just made that decision, they incorporated that into this 1979 film. And then the newer film um, was done about six years ago, I guess, and that was done by Native American filmmaker Phil Lucas and Mark Sedan, and um, and, and that was produced by Parabola Magazine, and they distributed it for for many for about five years, I guess. And then now there's a new film, Studio Dialogue, which is. Um, and it includes all of the films. It's a, it's a DVD, and it's distributed by my publisher, my book publisher, at Sentient Publications. Mm-hmm. And it, there, it, the final one is called In the Hands of Alchemy, as as the original Parabola one was, but it has all all of the films on it now. 